millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today in history in 1776, nothing of note occurred, especially not the founding of a dog shit country. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am once again your surly Captain Zachary, and we don't tolerate any shenanigans here on the high seas. Just kidding, it's all we tolerate, so you better start laughing. My name is Megan, and today in my story, we will be turning to a country that has embraced the uh, nega version of democracy, communism. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that brown bears in Russia stalk helicopters because they like getting high off the gasoline fumes. Oh, Fuck that's yeah, cute. Me too. It's like cocaine bear. It's a little bit like cocaine bear. Hmm. A like bit cocaine like bear, but bear. a lot more like mellow except, and a lot less except jumpy. a little bit more Chernobyl-y. Yeah, I there was a a day when one of my coworkers told me that her parents go on a yearly pilgrimage pilgrimage. Sorry, to Chernobyl. Um, up to Canada. Uh. No, to Canada. Um, to go bear hunting. Fuck yeah, baby. Oh. And they like pull a permit. Um, and only so many people get permits per year, and you can only kill one bear. Yeah. Okay. But they're, like, big-ass bears, yeah. and, like, yeah. you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, I... What if something happens? And she's like, I don't know, you wait for the helicopter that comes by every few no, days that no, checks no, up no, on no. you. The bear just gets you. I want to do this. I, I, was I like, want to do this what? so no. bad. Zach wants to wrestle a yeah, bear like, with his bare hands. Are you kidding me? I was going to say, you, you told me I could go hunt a bear. I'm bringing only a Bowie knife. Like I'm gonna... You can't. Also, you can pay money to go hunt the Russian bears as well. Like, they'll bring you out the in the middle of Russia. And like... On gasoline fumes? Maybe. I mean, who's to say? They're not drug testing the bears that you're That's hunting. So. Here's the thing. If, if I do this... And I come back, and I succeed. I'm wearing that pelt for all eternity. <laughs> oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Like, they... what The other thing that will happen, too, is, like, you kill the bear, and I think part of, like, the, like, hunting experience is, like, they package up all the usable parts. Hell yeah, as they should. You. Yeah, so, like, you get the meat. You get, like, the bones. Obviously, the pelt. Like... Dope. It is a... You know, you use everything. Good. I was going to say, I have I have no problem with hunting as long as you use everything. Like, I do not, I, I am strictly against hunting for sport. If you use everything, fuck yeah. Uh, unless it's Republicans. Well, that's not sport. <laughs> that's just fun. All right. On that Plus, controversial most of them are, okay. uh, we're just going to dive in. Not controversial. 
<laughs> it's not controversial. We glaze over that. We, uh, we set our strikes to zero, and we faked playing a game of rock, paper, scissors, and we came up with the arbitrary order of Megan, followed by me, followed by Zach. Yes. So I'm guessing you would like to know the title, the name oh, of my, oh, yeah. the title, if you will. Um, this one's called Vietnam's Big Titty Joan of Arc. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. I love it. I well, feel like I, I should have well, a reaction to it, but I think I just got hit by the big titties. Yeah, I mean, most like her enemies did too. So nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, so I will start. Uh, man, or should I say woman, because Vietnam is apparently a treasure trove of hot warrior ladies ready to fuck stuff up, um, is where we are landing today. Uh, All right. I am going to now take you back to the third century in Vietnam when it was a Chinese vassal state ruled by the Eastern Wu Dynasty. Mm. So we're talking about like 220 to 250 AD. Okay. Um, so around 248 AD, the, Vietne- the Vietnamese people of the Zhaozhou province were like, fuck this noise being controlled by the Chinese and decided to rebel. Hell yeah. As you do. Um, and they were led by a local woman named True Ao. And I am doing my best with the romanization of Vietnamese. I did not study Vietnamese. Look, you do better um, than either of us would do, so fucking go for it, Megan. I don't know about that, man, because any like it's hard. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate I appreciate it. You have our confidence. So her name. Yes, I I ha- I need someone's confidence because I don't have mine. As blind uh, as it may be, you have our confidence. What? Why don't Why don't we do this really quick? Well, because I feel like I looked. So her her name is spelled like T R I E U. So T R I E U. She's gonna look up how to pronounce Later. it. Uh, yeah, pronunciation. Live. Live really quick, on this just podcast. so like. How to pronounce. Here it is. It's going to be like, I'm going to play an ad. (laughs) Yep, there it is. Okay. Yep. Pronouncenames.com. Do it. True. I was right. True. True. Okay. Okay, so her, we're just going to refer to it as Lady True. Um, so it was recorded that in the year 248, you know, the, a woman named Lady True who was recorded as being an orphan since she was a young child. She had been living with her brother and his wife for most of her life, but her sister-in-law was apparently really cru- cruel to her, so True killed her sister-in-law and then went to a mountain. Nice. So what Cinderella um, should have done, fuck, fuck yeah. What that? What was I that? I had no fucking clue what just happened. I don't know. If I die, just know that it's not what I meant to have happen. Okay. Okay. So anyway, she kills her sister-in-law, fucks off to a mountain. Because um, the law can't catch you on a mountain 
that's just those are the rules. I don't make them. The law doesn't like cardio. <laughs> yeah, hell no. So neither do I. That's listen. I've seen a lot of fat cops in my life. The law doesn't like cardio. Um, so she was described as being strong, brave, and a smart person, and she also had three-foot-long boobs and fought on an elephant in battle. I. That's a whole lot I don't, to take in, I'll be honest. Yes. It is. Mostly a lot of boobs to of take boob. in. Yeah. Her it, titties were never going to be calm. Yeah, never. Like, but there was too, the footage was too Could much. anyone, so, could, okay, so here's the thing. I know yeah, that, yes. you know, too much of a good thing is that, we could classify that as too much boob, right? How dare you say something so fucking blasphemous, Matthew? Um, and so, but Zach, like, here's the thing, boob. like, it is half the height of, like, it's more than half the height of a regular person. In How boob. dare a, you say something so blasphemous, Matthew? <laughs> I just, like... Look, I'm just saying what everyone is thinking. I just, like, really don't think that... I, I think you're right. I think it is too much of a good thing. But uh, let's let's go on with the story and Look, let's see if here's, her boobs. Here's what I'm going to have to say. Some people are mountain yeah. climbers. Some people are not. And that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. You're saying some people are boob men and some people are three foot long boob men. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, I feel is what you're getting at. Um, there's never not a boob man, but there are limits. Yes, absolutely. To the boob man. Okay. So she has three foot long boobs and she fights on an elephant. Uh, it was reported in traditional accounts that she tied them behind her back during fights. Uh, and it is in this description that makes me certain that like a man wrote this because <laughs> I just... When I read that, I literally looked down at my boobs and I was like, no, that's, that's yeah. not a thing. That's that not a happened. thing. First that's off, not that's a not a that thing. Happens. Second off, why wouldn't you use them as bludgeoning weapons? That's what I'm saying. Women are smart. She would have definitely just like, like titty cycloned. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, a helicopter. Off Learn her ballet elephant. and become undefeatable. Uh, literally undefeatable, though. But I don't know. The men were just like, she would be too powerful if we kept them free. So she tied them behind her back. Uh, so during her time on the mountain, because remember, she has committed murder at yeah. this point and has run away to a mountain. Um, she then gathers up a band of a thousand followers for her rebellion against the Chinese. Hell yeah. Uh, her brother tries to convince her not to rebel because I guess they were still on speaking terms after she straight up murdered his wife. I guess. That's an odd I mean, thing to be, though. The wife wasn't a blood relative, you know? Her brother was. That's true, yeah. She was, she, he was like, my sister. In Christ. I know that you've, my sister in blood and in Christ, um, I know that, like, you've 
killed my wife, but mm. I implore you not to fight against the Chinese. Um, obviously, she didn't listen. Good. She said, and I quote, Brother, I only want to ride the wind and walk the waves, slay the big whales of the eastern sea, clean up the frontiers, and save the people from drowning. Why should I imitate others, bow my head, stoop over, and be a slave? Why resign myself to medial housework? Wow. Bro, I'm ready to go fight the Chinese, ancient Chinese now myself. I'm pretty sure that she couldn't I know, she's do like, menial housework anyways because she had three feet that, worth of boob. I would follow her and true. her three feet tits into battle any day of the week. All right. She wants to kill whales, dude. Much like the whales in the Mediterranean right now want to kill Are boats. Are we talking, was <laughs> she being serious about the whale killing or was she like... I think the whale is China. Uncle- I think the whale is China. Um, it's a yeah, I think it's like a metaphor. Yeah, because she's like, well, I want to do things that like women haven't done before, but also I'm like, I'm here to slay the thing that is like intimidating us, right? Like the yeah. thing that people say that we can't kill. Yeah. Anyway, preach queen. So off into battle she went against the cruelty of the Chinese overlords. So usually she wore yellow tunics as she rode on her war elephant, earning her the name the Lady General clad in the golden robe. Bro, that's uh, too much is, of a fucking mouthful. I what is what you want? Big titty Joan Arc? Yeah, Joan Arc I wasn't do. wasn't born yet. Look, here's the She thing. wasn't born yet. With big titty come big titles. Big, that's true. With big titty yeah, come big title and big, and big responsibility. Big responsibility. That's what Uncle ben I mean, it's a, also said. Yeah, that is what Uncle Ben, <laughs> venerable Uncle Ben, would have yeah. would have wanted. But also, like the Lady General clad in the golden robe is like a very. You see these long, cumbersome titles a lot in China. Okay. Where it's like, oh, she is the empress of 10,000 Lee, the compassionate one clad in Damask. Like, you see these a lot, and I think they roll off the tongue a lot better when it's not in English. Okay. Um, So, I think my title is a lot better, which is like Big Titty Lady on an Elephant, but like, we... They were less crass than I am. So for five to six months, she managed to fight the Chinese forces and hold them back, but only because she was essentially fighting with, um, like, a limited supply of people. She could not fight, like, a long war, and eventually she was defeated. It is reported that she fled to another province after the defeat and committed suicide. Now... Obviously, accounts of her differ because, one, the languages are are changing. Like, there's the, you know, we have Chinese, and then we have it being translated into Vietnamese, and then we have it being translated into English. Yeah. Um, so, and time is passing, too. Like, we're getting this story almost 2,000 years later. Um but the first mention of her isn't until a few decades after her death. Some say, in these accounts, that she was nine feet tall. 
and that her voice sounded like a temple bell and that she could eat an absurd amount of rice and walk 500 leagues a day, which is way more than 500 miles, as the famous song goes. She was a real Amazon. And I would walk okay, so um, it's, more. It's Maximinius Thrax of Vietnamese women. Yes, exactly. Like, they described him in a ridiculous way, and she is being described in a similar way. And I think it's because, like, they're hearing about the deeds that this person does, right? As like Max Thrax too, and yeah. they're like, "Well, a normal person couldn't do this." So like they they had to be nine feet tall, and like their voice had to sound like God descending from the heavens and parting the Red Sea with a Beyblade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what is what is interesting is that three centuries after her death. She was still a spiritual support for male warriors in Vietnam, and even with a Neo-Confucianism um, take, taking over Vietnam, the doctrine that says, like, women should follow men and be subservient, her memory as, like, a warrior survived, like, even among, like, women's reputations being, like, really pushed into the mud. They were like, wow, she was, like, a strong lady, and, like, men wanted to be like her. Vietnam uh, this was all like, being... all women suck, except for this one lady. Yeah, except for this one lady. So, this all being said, most of the information available available about her comes from Vietnamese accounts that were written during the Ming Dynasty. So, we're talking the 1300s to the 1600s AD. So, quite a lot of time had passed, and Chinese accounts obviously do not mention her. Yeah. Um, because they're like, well, she rebelled against us. Why would, why would you mention a great enemy, it? you know? Yeah, why would you do that? So not only did she rebel pretty successfully, but she was a woman. And her legacy does live on in Vietnam with many streets and temples dedicated to her and her memory. And she also shows up in like a lot of Vietnamese dramas and video games and their textbooks. So like kids today are still learning about her and like her historical significance because rebelling is a real big part of Vietnamese, like, culture. I think Fuck it's yeah. a really big part of every culture. It should be. Yeah, I mean, it's... I th So, rebelling is an important part of... It is more important to certain cultures, mm -hmm. I will say. Like, I think in America, we think that, like, fighting for what you want is how you get freedom, right? It's important to us, because, like, that's how the country was founded. Yeah. But it's not as important to, say, England. No. Because England has always been very, at least, like, the core of England. I'm not talking about Ireland or Scotland. England <laughs> no. itself is, like, rebellion happens when your colonies want to leave. Yeah. But Vietnam was founded based on rebellion. Yeah, fair enough. So it's important to them as well. I so get that. I, I do get what you say. Like, every culture has its fair share of rebellion, but it is more important to certain ones than it is to others. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. A good point well made. But thanks. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I put, I'm glad someone did. I put did. my old mushroom thinking cap on i sat out in the woods for a little bit <laughs> and i said i'm gonna think about this 
That's great. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Are we done talking All about right. the three-footed booby lady? I think so. I mean, you can think about I her. Will f- She'll I always will live on in your her, thoughts. But in the context of her she, being like an you, eldritch abomination. Have you guys heard that song like Washington, yeah. Washington? Uh, no, don't. You can't yeah. sing it. It'll get stuck in my head. Six foot no, seven weight a fucking ton. Killing for yeah, fun. Yeah, it's like. Killing for fun. She was like, she was nine foot tall and got three foot titties. <laughs> Fun fact, Washington, for some reason, Washington. the first time I heard that Washington story, it did give me, or that song, it gave me, like, a very specific Washington-based nightmare. Good. Where he Washington was, should be part of your nightmares if he he's six foot giant, seven weighing a fucking man. ton. Um, so anyways, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get started. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool with me, man. Friends yeah. and countrymen. And, like, the people who listen to us from other countries as well. Um, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, one of, uh, my story today takes me back to one of my favorite segments, uh, which is Wonderful Women of History. I know that I've swapped the name to, like, Weird Women of History or Wonderful Weird Women of History or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But tonight, it's just wonderful. Um, cause we're talking about a woman by the name of Mary Patton, who was a ship captain. Um, Ooh. and I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you that story. Uh, and if all of this has felt like a kid in high school trying to extend the word count on an essay, uh, that's exactly how it was supposed to sound. So I did it right. <laughs> uh, in the year of our Lord, 1853, A 16-year-old Mary Ann Brown married a gentleman by the name of Joshua Patton, who happened to be 25. Uh, The pair met while Joshua was a ship captain carrying, uh, ferrying cargo, sorry. I almost said carrying Fargo, but (laughs) that's That's not how that works. (laughs) That's not how words work. Um, In 1854, Joshua was given the command of a clipper called Neptune's Car. And uh, as he was recently married, he did not want to abandon his wife. And so he got special permission to bring her along. Um, And while they were on this voyage, Joshua taught Mary everything he knew about piloting a vessel and navigating a craft and all that good shit. Um, We smash cut to July 1st in 1856. And Joshua and Mary are getting ready to head out on another voyage. Um, And to make this voyage a little bit spicy, Joshua uh, decides that he's going to challenge two other clippers to a race. Hell yeah. Um, The other two vessels were the Intrepid, which had a day's head start on him, and the Romance of the Seas, uh, which sounds like an erotic cruise ship for old people. (laughs) Uh, but we don't have to talk about that right now um or ever actually yeah let's never bring that up again please and thank you unfortunately joshua's uh first mate got injured but the company that he worked for was not willing to wait for his first mate to get healthy and return um and they also weren't willing to delay the launch of the boat Um, and so 
they replaced his typical first mate with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Keeler. Um, I don't remember in my research if this man was given a first name, and I don't care. Uh, I don't I care. I don't care. I did the bare minimum You know, that's how I'm going to start... I'm going to start referring, like, when people are just, like, giving me attitude, I'm going to be like, no. No, I don't, don't care. I don't, no, no. I'm not interested. No, I'm not here for it. I'll stop you right there before you, before you get all huffy. Be- I'm not interested. <laughs> before you get on a roll, let me just stop you. Hey, I know that you're yeah, building please. up steam to be upset, but I need you to know. But. I don't care. Yeah, it's like, have you ever... Have you ever seen someone release the steam off of an Instapot? That's what I'm doing right now. I'll stop you I right there. Care. Also, is one of you filing your nails or scratching yourself? I'm scratching yourself? my arms like crazy. Oh, don't, oh, don't, 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 don't. Zach. So, so bad for sound. So Zach, bad for sound. I don't yes. know if I mentioned this, and I know that I did, actually, but I got eaten alive by bugs the other night, and so my uh-huh. arms did- are very itchy. And I'm sorry I, that I, it's bad for sound, but also so bad for sound. Itchy. Okay. I can't even hear it. I can't. Zach has, and I know like, it's being picked up on the recording. Zach has mega attuned ears for this shit because uh-huh. he has to edit it later. I'll do my yep. best to stop. Oh, that's. But it it's itchy. Um. So, anyways. <laughs> but it's itchy. But anyway. Itchy. But itchy. So they find uh, the company finds a replacement by the name of Mister Keeler. They hire him, and the ship is sent underway. Uh, and Yay. unsurprisingly, uh, a few days out to sea, it turns out that Mr. Keeler is a lazy piece of shit. Um, and he's caught multiple times by Josh Patton sleeping on the job and uh, is therefore eventually put in the brig for dereliction of duties. Makes sense. Um, this leads to a problem, though, because the second mate, uh, on the Neptune's car was not good at navigation, and it left, uh, Joshua having to pull long hours, um, just to make sure that, you know, the ship could run, uh... He ended up staying awake for eight days straight uh, before collapsing on the deck. Uh, And then he was carried. He was carried below. Um, And I know that I told you guys that I was telling a story about Mary Patton. Uh, I just set the stage for like her her role in this. And so now that the stage is set uh, here enters stage left. Um, our, our hero. So Mary does her best to care for her husband. Um, and all the while, uh, while she's down trying to take care of the ship captain, she's scouring the ship's medical journals to see if she can find an appropriate treatment, uh, for her Mm -hmm. husband's fever. Um, but after a week, it's always willow bark. What's that? It's always willow bark. It's always Willow well, Bark. The difficulty with that is that they were actively out to sea. <laughs> oh, well, then it's Sea Bream. I don't know. Catch a fish. Put it <laughs> on his face. Like, I don't think that they were going to find Willow Bark 
Whilst we don't know what the ship is made of. Whilst they, okay, that's we true. Don't. It could have been made entirely yeah. of a willow tree that was actively yeah. producing yeah. bark. Check, check the records. Check the records. Um, check the records. The ship's logs. <laughs> check the ship's logs. That's a. Uh, it could have a double meaning. Um. So, uh, after a week of her taking care of her husband, uh, she receives a letter from the first mate, Mr. Keeler, uh, and he basically says, we've got some rough seas ahead, rough seas ahead, let me out and I'll pilot the ship. Um, and her, her response essentially uh, to paraphrase, is my hubby didn't trust you, so I'm not gonna. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick by your man, girly. <laughs> I think um, her, like, her actual response obviously wasn't, like, my hubby didn't trust you, but it was, like, the captain of the ship has deemed you unworthy of, like, your role, so why would I... Bro, I caught I you passed out. Less? He caught you passed out. We all caught you passed we, out. Why am I gonna let you pass you. out at the ship? Um, Jesus, take the helm of this ship. You sure as shit ain't gonna. <laughs> so, Mister Keeler down in uh, the brig was not happy with this response, and essentially every time a member of the crew tried to come down or came down to feed and water him, uh, like like the a plant caged rabbit, he was. Uh, he tried to inspire like a mutiny. Bun. <laughs> oh, casual. Uh, so, like, essentially, casual. every guy that came down, he'd be like, hey, isn't this Mary girl hey. such a bitch? Um, hey, have you ever, like, considered mutiny? You... Why is that me at work, though? I'm like, <laughs> I go around and I'm like, hey. Have you thought about quitting? How do you feel? It? Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm just like, hey, like. I just don't think you're being treated fairly. <laughs> I absolutely love that energy. I'm like, so like, how do you feel about your supervisor? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, um, so anyways, uh, Mary hears about these, um, these rumors of a, a mutiny, and what she decides to do is she assembles the entire crew on deck. Obviously, she leaves the rabbit in its cage. Um, and again, she basically says, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, I know shit's bad, but have faith in me. And the entire crew is just like, yeah, we got you. Go off, sis. Um, and so at the age of 19, at the tender age of 19, uh, Mary becomes the first female to command a merchant vessel. And she Hell did yeah. so for the next 50 days um, with very little rest. And uh, in my research and in my notes, it also mentions that she barely changed clothes. Uh, but the real cool thing about this that I've been hiding uh, beneath this cloak is that she was secretly pregnant the entire time. Oh, fuck. Um, secretly. Up until the point where she couldn't hide the fact that she was pregnant anymore. Um, but yeah, she, like, stared down a mutiny uh, while she was pregnant. She also... Damn, she gets you go, into, girl. 
she gets into like a serious bit of bad weather and decides to navigate off the course that was charted for her to get out of the storm. And then after getting them out of the storm, uh, managed to get them back on course using the skills that she had been taught by Joshua. Uh, and then at a certain point in their journey, and I can't remember exactly uh, what the name of the place was because I don't want to Google it right now. Uh, she ended up having to go like toe to toe with some icebergs. Um, oh, damn. And it led to her staying up for four days and nights just to make sure that the vessel could navigate the icebergs effectively. Wow, I can't believe she navigated the icebergs better than the captain of the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> well, at well, least she listens to people. the captain of the Titanic people. also just, like, went full steam ahead towards the icebergs. Yeah. Again, better. Yeah, she navigated them better. If the captain of the, the Titanic, captain of the Titanic had Titanic. done a little bit of Han Solo's special moves, i.e. drifting slightly to the left, it would have been fine. Oh, so if he Tokyo drifted around the icebergs? Slightly drifted to the left. I didn't say fucking, like, Tokyo drifted, you know? No, no, no. Think about it. Think Tokyo about drift. it. He goes full steam ahead. Yeah, yeah it, it would have been full pretty steam dope ahead. if the Titanic did a power slide. Yes, absolutely. I, hmm. Do you think that's what Mary did? Do you think she Probably. could Tokyo drift a ship? I think she Absolutely. was Tokyo drifting a little bit. Um, just a li- only a little bit. Just, I mean, a smidgen. <laughs> how do you little? Uh, how, how do you a little bit Tokyo drift a ship? Just I feel a like it's something you feel like Tokyo drifting. A little bit of Tokyo drifting. Do you think she had NOS on I her ship? So. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what the ship's logs are but saying. Mary gets her crew safe and sound to San Francisco. Uh, they had departed from New York, if I remember correctly. Nice. Uh, and she gets there on November 15th of 1856. And she almost curious. immediately oh. becomes a celebrity in San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. The company that insured Neptune's car for this journey gave her $1,000 and then gets dragged by the local San Francisco newspaper uh, where they were like, Damn. you could have given her way more money. <laughs> um, what I, I wish, see, when I was like first writing this, I was like, I don't want to quote too much from the source that I'm writing from but i wish i had the like actual quote uh because the quote was something phenomenal like where you can fucking pay x number of dollars you give this heroine like a thousand a pittance yeah because i think the word they used but um but anyways Mary is far too concerned with getting her husband uh, to a hospital uh, because he is still unwell at the time of their docking. Um, But during the time that uh, Mary is um, taking care of her husband in hospital, the boat uh, gets a new captain and is asked to go back towards the East Coast. 
Um, and then in January of 1857, uh, Joshua and Mary begin their trip back to Boston, which is where they lived. Um, okay. So they got uh, seats on bum, like bum, a... Bum, <laughs> They got seats on, like, a passenger vessel. Um, Mary eventually ended up giving birth, I think, in March, if my notes are correct. And I assume they are, because I wrote them when I was, uh, you know, reading an article about this. Um, however, unfortunately, Joshua's condition never improved. Uh, oh. He uh, was blind and uh deaf um upon his blind deaf and delirious is what i have in my notes um and so he died of tuberculosis uh in july of 1857 damn the consumption um, damn, got him strikes again. he was consumed um and then mary Do you think and he was her hot, son though? joshua Patton jr lived with her mother until she also got consumed in 1861 oh, at the ripe old age of 24. Damn. But well, that yeah, sucks. That... But she was the first well, ever you know. lady ship captain in America. Fuck yeah. Good born for her. Born in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Good for her. She was born in Chelsea? Yeah. Nice. Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea, Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, my they story got, um, about Mary I guess Patton. they got married in Boston, too. I love it. I also I love, loved it, I lo which I know. is why I decided to report about it. Yeah. Out of, so she makes this voyage from... New York she to San Francisco. She makes this voyage to... Yeah, from New York to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So she... And the Panama Canal wasn't a thing right. yet. Nope. So she goes all the way around? Around the horn. Damn. Damn. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Yeah, she went She went the whole dang way. Yeah, because like while you were telling way. your story, I was like, wait, when was the Panama Canal built? Panama! <laughs> I was... Right. I was like, did she was it in the process? And it was not in the process of being built. They hadn't even thought even about the, this canal. A twinkle in someone's eye yet. Damn. A twinkle in the canal god's eye. Ugh. But I love that, but I'm gonna steal the microphone now. 
do it. to to do Please my Please steal the microphone. Uh, because funnily enough, there's two tie-ins. Because my story tonight has to do with uh, Massachusetts sailing, Massachusetts. and there's a sprinkle of boobs in there too. Reflect boobs. Uh, oh my god, our our stories are truly connected through Massachusetts and boobs. Through tits in Massachusetts, we are one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going back to my insane uh, intro where I told everyone that shenanigans are the only thing allowed, you fucking land lovers. Um, once again, we are going to return to some pirate plundering and also, for the first time in a long time, a heinous gentleman of history. <gasps> now, a little while back, I believe that either Matt or myself or both of us mentioned... One black Sam Bellamy. How is me? That was you. I remember that because of the boy uh, pirate. Yeah, the boy pirate. The little tiny boy pirate. I believe I've also mentioned Sam Bellamy in my other pirating outings, but I know at least one of us had mentioned him. Uh, and today I am here to lame claim on this wild gentleman thief and privateer. Oui. So let us start our story where most, but not all stories begin. The beginning. Our boy Sam is born in 1689 in Devon, England. Not to be confused with Devon's Massachusetts, but he kind of gets there later. Um, Sam is born and grows up as the youngest of six children. His mother dies like three weeks after he's born, which like, oops, sucks for Mama Bellamy, I guess. Well, I mean, classic. Yeah, cl moms are always peaceful. Classic out. died it's in childbirth. It's the 1680s, yeah. classic died in childbirth, for sure. Um, Sam Bellamy joins the Royal Navy in his early teens, saying, fuck it, I can tie a knot and stab a man to death, I might as well do it for a living. And our story picks up through uh, in 1715, where Sam sails his way all the way to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And he starts his time in Cape Cod with a ripping start by having an affair with a woman who is known as the Witch of Wellfleet. Nice. That is how I want to be known. I mean, same, right? Like, I, I think it's great. Like, he gets there, he's in his early, like, 20s, and he's like, how am I going to start my time in the colony? I'm going to have sex with a sea witch. <laughs> yes! Like, look, if you want good weather and good plundering... Fuck a sea witch. I think that's all there is to it. Just like Ponyo's dad. Who? And Ponyo. Ponyo's dad and Ponyo, Ponyo fucked a sea witch. I, I, I don't know Ponyo. Man, you gotta, oh my you gotta God. fix this problem. You gotta... Okay. You gotta we're get gonna, on the Hayao uh, Miyazaki we're gonna train. We're gonna pause the podcast so that Zach can go watch Ponyo. <laughs> he can watch the two and a half hour Ponyo movies. I gotta be honest with you, Ponyo was a fucking wild ride. Especially yeah. because, like... All of them are. The fate of these two oh. young children is supposed to decide, like, the world. This is one of the Studio Ghibli movies I have not seen. What All the right. fuck? All right, I'll fix that fucking problem. Jeez. I digress. Fix it right now. No, we digressed for <laughs> you. <laughs> it's well... I want you to fix this problem I will right fix now. it. Don't worry. I, I can't right now. It's fucking 10 o'clock. <laughs> 
Yep. And we're in the well, middle of the podcast. I think my favorite thing about this affair, though. I don't make the word rules. Getting back on track. I don't yeah. think that, I think my favorite thing about this affair that he had with the Witch of Wellfleet is that no one actually knows the age of the Witch of Wellfleet. Some say she was a busty and beauty woman of 19, and others say she was a busty and beautiful woman well beyond ancient. Either way, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> That's not an age. That's an era. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, whatever floats like, your boat if you know what I mean. I don't mean. know, dude. She's either 19 or ancient. There's like no in between. No in between. That sounds like Mid-40s, forget witch. about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, She's definitely a sea witch. They so. lure you in by looking like a young woman, and then by the time that you've slept with them, it's like the worst, uh, the worst hangover look ever. How many sea witches have you fucked, Matt? Look, Zach, I don't need to tell you my body count of sea witches, okay? We know Matt has a type now, and it's sea witches. Hey, That's I didn't true. say they were my type. I'm just saying you don't get to know how many sea witches I've fucked. Fair enough. Fair enough. I fucked many. <laughs> you count them on one hand. No. Right. Not even two hands and two to- two feet. Two toes. Listen, I'm also a sea witch, so... <laughs> well, then it makes Either sense. Either way, Sam says, well, I need to make some money now, don't I? Because capitalism still sucked even back in the golden age of piracy. And so Sam leaves Cape Cod with a group of men, and their mission is, one, to find the 1715 Spanish treasure fleet, which was two ships laden with gold that sunk on the off the east coast of Florida. I also want to mention that I did not capitalize Florida in my notes because I don't think they deserve to be a proper noun. That's so, fair. <laughs> the treasure hunt goes tits up real quick as no treasure is found. It's a treasure hunt, unless you're, you know, someone in a movie, it usually goes bad. And the crew's like, well, what are we going to do? We, we had this mission, we funded it, and now we're broke. How do we fix this? And the answer, of course, is piracy, because it's always piracy. The answer is always piracy. I mean, yeah, the answer is rebellion with big titties, mutiny with your pregnant titties. <laughs> yeah. Or piracy. With titties. Titties. With titties. The answer is always titties. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just say whatever you're doing has to go against the government mm-hmm. with titties. And have titties. Yes. And have titties. So, Captain Benjamin Hornigold and first mate... Ed- Hornigold? Hornigold, yes. Uh, and wow. first mate Edward Teach. Yes, that black-bearded boy Edward Teach. What? starts the crew as pirates and they do this for a little bit but it doesn't really go so well because good old captain benny boy refuses to attack english ships because he's english Fucking which ben. like I, when you're a he's pirate like, i feel like you can't be that discerning except especially he was. a rogue pirate well, so here's the thing like you can steal from the French, you can steal from the Spanish, but stealing from the English, if you're English, well, we have lines. Well, first you know, off, we're you forgot the Dutch, and thir- second off... Yeah, fuck the Dutch, <laughs> I forgot. Fuck the Dutch. 
But like, also, you're broke. You're gonna attack whoever is closest and whoever has the most gold. And honestly, that's fucking England. It's the English Empire right now. Fuck them. And I say fuck them, and so doesn't the rest of the crew because they oust Captain Hornigold and say fuck it. You're not captain anymore because you don't have the balls to attack English ships. Look at me. I am the captain captain because I have the balls. Because I have the balls. I have the English balls. And so they they do oust him without bloodshed. They're pirates, not animals. Uh, and so Hornigold, a few loyal men, including Teach, and the four, uh, they all leave the ship, and Sam is made the new captain. And very soon after he is captain, he captures the Sultana, which is another ship, and he makes a fleet. And that's really good, because if you're trying to attack one ship with two ships, well, two ships are better than one. And in 1770... Unless you have... Unless what? Unless you're fighting... Unless you have, like, one of those big iron ships, right, with the cannons. <laughs> like an iron and side? Yeah. You have... Yeah, like you have an iron side, and then someone has two canoes. Just, it's just two sloops? <laughs> yeah, we just, like... We, we really have to judge what the one ship yeah, is, okay. right? Like the one two ring. galleys. Like, that's good. Okay, yeah. If it feels it feels more even now. Yes. Um, in 1717, Sam gets his best catch yet, as he creeps up on Cuba and spots the Wida Galley, which is this huge 102 foot long slave ship that has 18 guns and a max speed of 15 miles an hour, which. I know does not seem like a lot, but the average galley speed back then was five knots, which is just shy of six miles an hour. God so boy, damn. Howdy I was gonna be like, was this hundred and two foot long? Dude, that could be anything. Fast. Uh, people say knots. Like I'll read that in books. Yeah. Sometimes like this this ship was going t- ten ten knots an hour, and I'm like. That that could be anything. <laughs> could, yeah, so that could be the ship igniting the NOS. Five knots is five point seven miles an hour, I believe. So, so is a knot slightly more than a mile? Yes. So yeah, it's but not by a lot. But not by a lot. Time. So like, I think it's twelve knots is about fifteen miles an hour. So it, twelve knots, fifteen. Okay. So, you know, 12 compared to 5 is a whole lot be- better. So, the Wida is on its maiden voyage, and it just unloaded a bunch of slaves for trade. And so, it was loaded with gold, ivory, indigo, and a bunch of other delectable trade goods. And Sam chases the Wida galley for three days straight until he can get close enough to fire shots at it. And after one shot hits the Wida the captain of the Wider surrenders because Sam Bellamy's reputation preceded him. However, along with a fearsome reputation that only took one shot to in, like instill fear with, Sam was also known for being very generous because Sam didn't go around just stealing ships. Sam would trade up ships. He would basically be like, hey, you've clearly lost this. I'll give you my old ship, but I'm taking your ship and all of its contents. Yeah, I mean, that's what a pirate does that has balls. Yeah, it was a pirate, but, you know, like a nice little pirate. So 
Sam takes yeah. the Wida and all of its cargo and leaves the former captain with the Sultana, and he just sails away, saying, fuck it, I got a bigger, better, faster ship now. The Wida was the ship that the boy <laughs> pirate was on. Yes. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, he also proceeds to remove the captain's quarters from the Wida, not because he is not a vain man, uh, but because he wants to add 10 more cannons to give the ship 28 guns now, which is an obscene amount of guns. It's a good amount of guns for sure. And a good amount of guns for sure, considering I think most galleys had like eight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't need a place to sleep. Give me more guns. <laughs> more guns. I'll sleep with the crew. More guns. Why is that? Why is that like most people in New Hampshire? They're just like, this is the gun room. It used to be the second bedroom. But it's it used the gun to be room, our guest room, room but it. here's the guns. Yeah, this used to be the guest room, but then I bought more guns and I realized I lost all my friends. And I'm, so I don't have guests anymore. But I got guns. <laughs> I do have guns. But Sam was so. also known to be a very good leader. Command on his ship was said to be almost democratic to the point where his crew referred to him as the Robin Hood of the sea. Um, he was also said to be, with that reputation of being fearsome but also generous, he was said to be tall and well-spoken and also extremely neat. Like, he was always clean despite being the captain of a pirate ship. And he always wore the most expensive clothing. He had this long sash that he would always wear to hold his coveted dueling pistols. And... Sadly, Sam and eventually the boy pirate don't really get to enjoy the new ship Wida for as long as he probably would have liked. Because in April of 1717, the Wida is swept up into violent nor'easter and driven into a sandbar off the coast of Massachusetts. And it sinks the Mm -hmm. whole vessel, taking all but two of the 146 man crew with it. So everybody, including Sam Bellamy, minus two guys, dies in one night. And you would think that is where the story ends. No, I don't think that's where the story ends. It never just ends with death sometimes. No, uh, because as Matt knows, they eventually found the Wida in July of 1984. Uh, They successfully discovered the Wida and announced that to the public. Um... Make Return of the King. Return of the King. Actually, it is the first authenticated pirate ship to be found in North America. So, yeah, Return of the King. Oh, that's dope. Um, and Truly the Return of the King. Not only did they find the bones of a small boy, uh, but they also found the treasure the on board. The bones of a small boy. Uh, oh, God. The treasure when the Wida was sunk was the largest amount of treasure ever captured in the Golden Age of Piracy, weighing roughly five tons. Jesus Christ, that's like... And, yeah, but five... Five, five tons of what? So, that included 9,000 pounds of silver, which just the 9,000 pounds of silver today alone would be worth $2.7 million. So, mm, mm. not even half a ton is worth $2.7 million. That's crazy. So, there's a lot of fucking stuff on that boat. <laughs> But yes, that is Sam, Black Sam Bellamy, uh, who is known as the Robin Hood of pirates, one of the greatest pirates of the golden age of piracy, who was fancy dresser, a fast talker, 
and also died way too soon. <laughs> and a keeper of children pirates. And a keeper of children pirates, yeah. Or just one child okay. pirate. Just one child pirate. But like, hey, it's that's one more than anyone else has got. That's true. <laughs> if oh, there was a collection of child pirates, he'd be the only one. He'd be the only one. But that's it. That's my story. That's crazy. That's a good one. It's a good story. Yeah. Well, thanks. I tried. And we got, I just, and we got I to can't. use old knowledge. Yeah. We got to use knowledge that we already had hints of. Um. Okay, yeah, so we've come like, to you, the part you mix in the podcast in your story. where I begin yeah. to do an outro and Zach interrupts me to talk about our boy, socials. Boy, boy, boy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I figured that was the best way to interrupt you. It's definitely um, not the best way. Folks, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to head on over to iTunes or Spotify to give us a rating and review, you should do that. Uh, we like to see all of the wonderful reasons why you may or may like this podcast. I'd say may not. I don't want to hear why you don't like it. I only want to hear why you like it. Give me validation. I need it. I only it. want to hear good things. I only want to hear the good things. But yes, if you find us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can give us a rating and review there. It helps bump us up the charts, making it so I have to bug you less about doing the things. Also, share it with a friend. Word of mouth is how we actually, you know, spread the news of this stuff. So we'd appreciate it if you helped. Um, if you also want to follow us on our socials, you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions you can also find us on patreon if you look up patreon.com slash triumvirate productions there you can join us as a patreon and get extra little bonuses we have a one dollar oh sorry a three dollar a five dollar and a ten dollar level ten dollar patrons get all of episodes a day early and you get uh, unedited episodes five dollar patrons get uh, what the fuck after dark which is our after show and a couple of other fun little bonuses plus you get to join a fun community of people who like to just see stupid stuff from us and hear a little bit more about our personal lives so if you can support us monetarily we appreciate it if you can't hey we get it we're broke too and with that i'll turn it over to matt <laughs> i have but one more thing to say and it is this what the fuck history Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.